Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to part three of the London is Blue podcast this week. Uh, Brandon, myself, joining me as always, Nick and Dan and Olivia, staying with us all week for these three episodes. So if you've missed it, go back. And listen, we talk transfers, we talk what in the world has gone with the Premier League and other leagues around Europe and, and what we think we should do. Uh, but this time, we're going to kind of do a mini lightning round interview with you, Olivia. Get to get your perspectives. You've had some amazing experiences in football at Chelsea. Uh, we want to talk about that. And then we have a fun little exercise at the end. If we had to pick a best 11 between the men's and women's team, uh, I think this should be fun because we can all dogpile on Nick. So... Uh, before we get to that point, <laughs> Bring it. um, you've, you've had a lot of interviews that you've been able to do in your time. Uh, who was maybe the easiest player that you're able to interview at Chelsea or maybe the most fun that you've had so far? It's really hard because when I, I, I've spoken to like a lot of the Chelsea players, actually, I've been really lucky to have like chatted with quite a lot, a lot of them. And it's going to sound really like cliche because I'm talking, this is like a couple of years ago now. Um, but I spoke to John Terry and everyone will say when they interview John Terry that he was he was the nice and he is I can't even I can't sit here and go I'm just going to pick someone else just because it's a bit different but genuinely he was so lovely he was so easy to talk to which I find when you're for me when you talk to these footballers to me they are just people that I don't I don't look at them in any other way as just normal people but when I speak to Chelsea players when I spoke to Hazard I was inside, I was crying. 
nothing. But I had to try and compose myself and be like, Liv, you're at work. Like, this is fine. And actually, Hazard was really lovely as well because he's a bit of a joker. He was um he was laughing and joking and telling me about his his favourite goal he's ever scored for Chelsea and just like um it was just yeah, it was really laid back. But I'd probably say out of everyone, um John Terry was was by far the yeah, by far the easiest. It was more like a chat. And I think that's that's what you look for in an interview, isn't it? For it to be more of like a relaxed chat rather than just me like rolling off questions. Um so yeah. Our captain. So, what about across? So, beyond Chelsea, beyond anything uh, that you've experienced at the club, who who's been your favorite person to talk to in kind of world football or, or across Europe? Do you know what? It wasn't actually work for the Premier League, but I did some work for a company called Techball, and I don't know if you know them. I don't know if you know what they are, but they're, it's basically. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that are listening that perhaps don't, they, they're like, you probably would have seen Premier League clubs playing on them. They're like a table tennis size table with curved edges and you play yeah. football tennis and there's loads of rules. So basically I did some work for them and I went out to Budapest and I had a little interview with William Gallas, had a little interview with Carlos Puyol, which was, and then I had a little chat with Ronaldinho, which to me was the most bizarre day <laughs> I have ever had in my whole life. And to sit there in the company of such legends, especially someone like Ronaldinho, who is up there with like the elite, like he is up there with the Ronaldos, the Messis, that sort of level of player, and sit there and have a chat with him. And I was just a bit like, I've just met Ronaldinho. I'm talking to Ronaldinho. Like, how has this happened? Um, but Carlos Puyol was also really nice. And for someone that's obviously we've had so many rivalries over the years with Barcelona. Um, I've always really liked Barcelona. I've always really, unless they play against us, I, li- I like watching them play. I, I love Lionel Messi. He was the one, he's the one person I just adore watching. Um, so I really, I really liked chatting to Carlos Puyo. His English was really good as well. And we were just chatting about football and, and tech ball and everything. And that was really nice. I think Premier League, I think if we're going Premier League, do you know what? I actually did a really good interview um, a couple of weeks ago with an Aston Villa player. No, I don't think he's particularly well known. Um, his name's Courtney House or Courtney Hawes, I think. Not quite sure he says his name, but he he basically just released a song, and it makes such a difference when you're interviewing a player about something they're really passionate about, because you find when you interview players, they're just sometimes a little bit like like sometimes you just can get the vibe that they perhaps don't want to be there sometimes, um, which makes your job a little bit easier. But I'm sort of used to that. But he was so you could just tell by the way he was talking, his his facial expressions, just everything. You could tell how passionate he was about it. Um, and that, that made my job so easy. It was just, we were laughing, we were joking. Um, and he was he was really, really nice. He was so easy to chat to. So yeah, I'd probably say he, he's been one of my one of my favourites. Who's on the dream list of interviews for you in world football right now? So it sounds like you, know, if you had a top three. It sounds like Messi's probably on there, but who would yeah. you fill out with the other two spots? Yeah, Messi's always been my my number one. It was always on my bucket list to see him play. Um, and I saw him play in saw him play when he played for um, uh, in La Liga, sorry, which was amazing. And then obviously, I saw him play two games against us. One of which we kept him quiet, and the other which he absolutely ran riot. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really good. God, the other two. Um, that's really hard. Do you know if we go Premier League? I know it sounds ridiculous, but. There's no one I'd rather interview than Frank Lampard. I think being a Chelsea fan, growing up him and John Terry being my heroes, um, to to just sit down with him for however long and just have a chat about, how, like, do you know what I mean? Just have a chat about his life as a player to now, like being, it must be his dream. Do you know what I mean? To be managing at the club he loves. So I think he, I know it sounds, 
it's probably every Chelsea fan's dream, isn't it, to to manage uh, to interview Frank Lampard? Um, and if we were going to go, let's go someone else. Should we go Premier League or not? Just trying to think who seems like quite a character. I would say Hazard, but I've already chatted to him and he was a character. He was funny. I'd like to interview someone that's a little bit. I mean, do you know who would be good to interview? I know he's. I don't know if he's retired now, but I think Ibrahimovic would be quite a good one. I think he's quite an interesting character. I think he'd be such a challenge as well because you just don't really know what you're going to get with him. But for someone that's that sort of, I don't know, there's just something about him that you just would, I think I'd just love to to be in his presence and just sort of feel, feel, I think it'd be quite scary actually as well. But, you know, I'm all up for a challenge. I think he'd be quite cool as well. You have to prepare for every aspect of anything. Yeah, I know. It'd be wild. You but yeah, you'd have to go for like, is he pissed off today? And I'm going to just yeah. ask some really straight laced, you know, whatever career questions. Or is he just loving life? And I'm going to ask. Yeah, him you just never know, would you? Yeah. All right. Well, as you've uh, been able to be, obviously, it's so many huge matches for Chelsea. What is one of your favorite pre-match moments uh, kind of in the build up to one of these big matches? Oh, that's really hard. Do you mean it's obviously like when I'm working? Yeah, yeah, the show. Do you know, I I didn't actually do any work for it pre-match, but one of my favourites was, I, I, I mean, I'm going to sort of switch it to post-match if that's okay. Just yeah. because I did, um, after, Chelsea, after Spurs-Chelsea this season, um, it was, I got to speak to, so, I mean, I would have done anything to have been in the away end that day I would have done absolutely anything just because I was sat there sort of behind I was next to the Chelsea dugout and I was like oh like Spurs fans behind me and I'm just I wanted to just go mental but obviously I couldn't um but after that the app just the feeling because I was obviously in the Spurs stadium it wasn't actually at Stamford Bridge but I then got to speak to fans all over the world that had come to watch the game. Some Spurs fans, which was quite, I quite enjoyed. You could just see on my face, the smirk I had on my face whilst I'm talking about it. Um, and a couple of Chelsea fans as well. And that was so, so much, so much fun. And then all of the Chelsea players walked behind us. Cause obviously to get out of the Spurs stadium, you have to walk round the pitch and through a sort of an opposite, um, one of the opposite sort of like gates. And there was like Pulisic, Frank Lampard, Tammy, Mason, all coming, all walking past us, always doing this interview. So that was pretty surreal, I think. Um, but yeah, anytime, anytime we beat, we beat them was good. But to be working on it, that was the first Chelsea Spurs game I've worked at. So yeah, it was pretty special. How wide were the smiles on all of their faces as they were walking <laughs> out, heads held high? <laughs> they were, so you could just tell. And I had the fans behind us stopping because they were, obviously for fans as well um obviously I consider myself a fan but having been around them for work you sort of get used to it um but for these guys that come over from America and Frank Lampard's just walking past them or Pulisic especially being American um they were all stopping for pictures and they were actually they obviously we've we've just won two nil um and it was um yeah it was great so they were all buzzing as well so it's really nice it's really nice for them all right well a little extra on that one Brandon at the end of that game he was uh, a little mustard just a little extra on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, actually, you know what, Nick? I think we should transition a little bit to FPL because if if anybody knows the podcast, everyone knows that you are the FPL guy on hey, this team. Now, now, let's be fair. I have actually filled out my lineup for almost every single week this year, which is a huge credit to my dedication to the to the sport. Um, <laughs> I'm usually It'd be the nice worst. if you'd be committed to other things like that, Nick. <laughs> wink, wink. 
I only have room for one thing, so this is the thing I chose. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, this is, it's been kind of fun this year because we've done our own league and, and you know, certainly we've kind of like swap positions, although I'm definitely ahead of Brandon, I think, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's talk about your work with the FPL because we, we know that you do kind of the weekly videos and, and you kind of give tips and, and everything like yeah. that. So uh, have you had like a, a key, because there's there are points when I watch your show where you're like, I told you that this was going to happen and it <laughs> happened. And now I've told you again, uh, like what, what's been your best kind of tip that you've led into to a week with? You know what? I, I think it's like, I'm one of these people that actually before getting this job, I was very much like, if I'm rubbish, I'm giving up. So it gets to Christmas time and I've been useless and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. So this year I've really had to concentrate. And like for, for people that watch the videos and think of me as some FPL expert, I'm like, oh, like if you saw my team. No, to be fair, I've actually I've actually done quite well this year. This is the best year I've done by a mile. Um, I can't even think of like a good, oh, do you know, actually a good just once, I mean, I didn't take my own advice here, which is really frustrating because obviously we, I have to give out loads of different hit, uh, hints and tips about loads of different people. So I can't, can't sort of like use them all myself, but God, one thing I did do, which is so frustrating. Um, this season, uh, Norwich were playing Newcastle at home and I was said to everyone, put Tamu Puki in your team. He, he will score. He was my, one of my like, like differential captains basically. And what did he do? He went and scored a hat trick. And which idiot didn't put him in her team? This one. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, honestly, I was just sat there watching it. And I was like, oh, my word. Like, I've told everyone to captain him. And I haven't even put him in my team. So for, for everyone else, that was a great bit of advice. And I've also, it's also backfired on me many a time. Because I've also said for Pookie to score in other games. And people have actually listened and decided to captain him. And then he doesn't do anything. So, yeah, sort of swings and roundabouts. But that one was probably the most frustrating for me. But best for everyone else if you decided to listen <laughs> so has there been a time where you felt really good about something and maybe it kind of backfired in a similar way like the worst transfer out where you were like ah, oh, i can't i can't believe that i'm gonna like let this person stay in so you swap them out in a week and then they just go bananas i find that always happens i find that like you go to pick players and you just think right i've had them in my team oh do you know what Oh no, I was saying worst transfer. I actually had a good transfer as well. Kept in Vardy off. You know, when he, you know when he couldn't score over the Christmas and just sort of into January, couldn't score. And I was like, right, I'm going to keep him. I'm going to keep him. I'm going to keep him. And then that game against, was it Newcastle? I can't remember who they played, but they he came on. And within minutes he'd scored two. And I was like, yes, that was, that was the one time. That's that sort of the other way it's worked in my favour. But I can't think of a transfer. But what I can think of is I'm really stubborn or previously, when I, when... But my life revolves around FPL. When, I, when I'm at work, when I'm not at work, everyone is talking about FPL all the time. And back in 2015-16, when Chelsea obviously had that awful season, I was so stubborn. And I always wanted to have three Chelsea players in my team every single year. This is the only season now I've learned. I've learned from my mistakes um, that I haven't. And I kept Hazard in. For the whole of 1516. <laughs> oh god. Which is <laughs> in hindsight very, very stupid. But I every game I was like, oh no, he'll come good. Like, he'll come good. And I can't even tell you where I finished that season because I would have been so bad. But he, he didn't play for like six months. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would just and I was like, part of me was just like, whoever, whoever he 
whoever played instead of him, I would just transfer him in. And then as soon as Hazard would be back fit, he'd come back into my team. Because part of me was like, oh, he'll come good at some point. And then he just never did. Um, but this year, I've actually even surprised myself. I mean, technically, I should be good at it because it's actually my job. Um, but yeah, I've been, I'm pretty, I'm topping all of my leagues bar one, which is the work one, which I'm about 13th, I think, out of about 150. So pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm doing well. I've just got to hope this season finishes now because I want to finish it. I want to see how high I can get. God, I haven't even looked at it. I need to look at where, where I am. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Dan did that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anyways, <laughs> I bailed. I'll just say that Dan is, is happy to put it out there. Cause he's in fourth. Nick is in 36th and I'm in 64th. Uh, so oh, I, 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 yeah, I understand. Right, look at that. Up. Mind the gap, dude. Look at that. All right. <laughs> well, uh, to whoever's in first in our league, I apologize that this season is gone. Pear shape and upside down, but uh, there's always next season. Am I right? I don't know, actually. Uh, Richard, Richard Davis leads our league. All right, well. And unlike the Premier League, we will award our, our prizes at the it's end true. for whenever this thing finishes. We will we'll make sure that we, we come good. All right, well, last exercise here for the day. And I think this is, this is going to be a fun one. I, I was pleasantly surprised at Dan's creativity when he got to challenge us with a nice little mental exercise here. He put the challenge to us. A Chelsea men slash women combined 11. Pick five men, five women, and as most people could care less who the goalkeeper was. That yeah. doesn't count either way. Um, and again, it's from the current first teams. They don't have to be healthy. They don't have to play a lot of minutes. They can be whoever you want. So, uh, you know, we'll save, we'll save the, the funniest for last with Nick. So Dan, your idea, <laughs> hold we'll, on, <laughs> we'll go ahead and let you start this off. Well, I think none of these will be funny because you have two exceptional groups of talent, Brandon, but, uh, you know, it is a fun exercise. So I went with a 4-4-2 with a midfield diamond. Uh, I'm going to put Willie actually between the sticks just in case we're going to a penalty shootout. I want to have him there. Uh, That's what you're concerned about is a penalty I am, shootout? I am concerned about <laughs> Also, you know, yeah, it's a little bit of height there as well. Back four of Reese James, Erickson, Millie Bright, and Marcus Alonso. The four midfielders being... Uh, Jisoo Young, Billy Gilmore, Mateo Kovacic, and Aaron Cuthbert. There's a lot, a lot of fire in that midfield. Uh, a lot of, a lot of shining bright like a diamond. And then up top, the two best, Ugh, the two biggest, the, the two God. best strikers in England, Tammy Abraham and Bethany England. Well, clearly biased. I wouldn't say they're the two best strikers. Bethany, yes. Tammy, understandably, has time to develop, but. Yes. Interesting. I, I mean, you've got a couple young Scots in your midfield. I do. I think, the, I think the that's, Scottish duo. That's interesting. Alonzo made it in, so clearly you're just going all out attack is what I'm well, reading from if, your lineup. If you, if you have Tammy Abraham and Bethany England up top, you need people who can cross the ball into them. As much as I want to put Dave in, Alonzo is just a, a touch better of a crosser coming in from the left-hand side than Aspie is. And, I mean, look, there, there's... There's height, 
in the box for kind of any type of set piece as well. Like, I, I think this is very evenly distributed. Maybe a little short in midfield. I will definitely, continue, you know, that I will say that. <laughs> you but, don't say. <laughs> but we, we've seen, we've seen all of those players, ha- you know, play a play beyond what their physical size looks like. You know, right. G, Aaron, Billy, Mateo, all of them play bigger than they we actually haven't are. haven't got that tall team, have we? If you think... In general, yeah, Marcus Alonso is quite tall. Tammy's obviously tall, but there's not a lot. But we haven't got a huge mm. amount of height, have we? It's not a no. lot to. Yeah, that has been something, especially our inability to defend a set piece and corner kick this season. Oh, is yeah, uh, been a thing. All right, I'll go next. So I've got Ankatrine Berger between the sticks because she is imperious. Uh, Reese James right back, Millie Bright and Erickson as my center backs, and Aspie is left back. Uh, Kante, Kovacic, and G in my midfield. So essentially, Kante and Kova can play behind G. And then my attacking three are Pulisic, England, and Cuthbert. Uh, so my goal was to get as many of uh, just kind of exp- – well, the back line, I just want to be rock solid. So mm-hmm. with the center back turmoil we have in the men's team, I, I'm just going to put one of the best center back pairings in the FAWSL done, sealed. Uh, and then Conte, you, you just can't. He's world-class. You can't leave him out. Uh, Kovacic has been player of the season for the men, and G is just so creative. She can unlock. She can score goals. Fantastic. And then I think the front three speaks for themselves. So uh, any questions, I, I'm happy to answer. <laughs> Tough, Tough, call. Tough call to leave Tammy out. That's a bold move. Bold move Bethany right? England is absolutely on fire. So yeah. I'm only playing with one striker. So Kerr might have been a little premature just because she still hasn't kind of uh, hit her form for the yeah. uh, for our team yet. But I, I can see why you would put her in her in the team because she's also super prolific at scoring goals. Yeah, she big signing, big reputation, understandably so. But yeah, Olivia, what what have okay. you got for us? I'm going to go big Willie as well uh, uh, in goal. Um, right. Reese, <laughs> Reese at right back. Got to have Reese James. Um, I'd form with Tamori and Millie Bright as a centre-back partnership. Um, Left-back was quite hard, I think. I went Anderson because she's played more consistently because I was going to have Hannah Blundell, but she hasn't played as much and she's right-footed. So we'll go Anderson left-back. Then I've gone a four in midfield. Kante and Kovacic. I just don't think you can look past them too. Kovacic has been absolutely ridiculously good this season. And obviously Kante's Kante, no explanation needed. Uh, when he's at his you know, top of his game, he's sort of unbeatable. Anyway, I've gone with Fran Kirby right wing. I know she's more of like a number 10 or strikery, that sort of role. But, you know, I think she's versatile. I think she can play out wide. And I think when she plays, she is absolutely brilliant. I know she's had whatever reason she's missed a lot of the season. But I think if we're thinking of top Chelsea women's players, and I think you've got to go Fran Kirby and I've gone Erin Cuthbert as well at left wing. I watched her at the women's world cup. Um, and she was absolutely brilliant. She was so good. Um, so she's my left wing and then up front, it was tough. I had to go Tammy. I had to go Tammy. I don't think you can score that many goals in your debut season and Tammy can't go in there. And it was a toss up between England and Sam Kerr, but, I did go Sam Kerr. I went Sam Kerr. Um, I watched her at the Women's World Cup as well. And she just, she was at like next level. She was different class at the Women's World Cup. And that's sort of the, 
the big stage, isn't it, doing it for your country at the World Cup. So, um, yeah, we've yet to see her sort of best for, for Chelsea. But I think her and Tammy, I think, would be a nice little partnership. You know, it's like little and large, isn't it? I think they'd link up really well. So, um, yeah, I've gone, I've gone Tammy and Sam up front. Oh, man. It's uh, as you're going, I'm like, all right, well, this is very English as you started out your defensive line. And then we sprinkled it in. I'm I'm really impressed you went with Kerr over England. But again, it's kind of hard to fault any of these decisions. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. I love is the variety that, we have so far. Is that strike duo called Sammy? Because it's Tammy. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> no, no. Stopping. Yeah. Pull his mic, pull pull the plug. All right, Nick, (laughs) it's it's going to be hard to defend yourself here since you have two and a half lineups Frankenstein, and I don't even know where you're at. No, no, no. I made the full. I made the full thing. I had to like write it out. Um, I (laughs) I went I went something different because everyone's playing a back four, so I went wide. I played a three five two. Uh, I had a a bit of an interesting work through scenario here, but I went Burger and goal. Uh, Reese James, Millie Bright, and Fakayo Tamori make up my back three. Uh, there's a lot of speed. There's a lot of power. There's some pretty good crossing ability from both sides. I think we're going to be okay there. Uh, and then, uh, like Olivia, I have Aaron Cuthbert playing on the on the wing, but on the right wing, because I think when we've seen her play for Chelsea this season, it's probably been the position where she's most frequently uh, being played is on the wing, and it's just amazing to watch her work rate <laughs> kind of go. She's uh, imperious, I would say. Uh, I have N'Golo Conte sitting back in front of my back three um, with Mason Mount and Gro Wrighton in front of him to do the little interchange, kind of swap number 10 positions, and there's going to be a lot of movement going forward with my team. And then I have uh, young Christian Pulisic on the left wing just making dynamic runs and doing his thing. And then you don't have to pick between Beth England and Sam Kerr if you don't want to. And I haven't. Uh, I have both of them up front. Uh, They're both incredibly dynamic goal scorers, but they do it in different ways. I think Sam Kerr is definitely more of the uh, creator of those two and and thus probably a little bit of a better link up to the midfield with me. So I think she would provide a lot of assists to Beth England, uh, kind of that final ball. and, And of course, you know, you can't leave Beth England out of your squad right now. She's she's unreal. So um, I think when people think of my lineup, they're going to be like, that's the winner. That's the best one. Um, wow. Bra- Brandon's the worst, obviously. Um, hey, hey, the only thing I'm going to come at you is if you don't have Burger and Goal, I mean. Yeah, like. Her record this year is ridiculous. Yeah, but think how good Big Willie's been when he stepped in, apart from that goal against Leicester that we're going to forget about. Yep, exactly. It was his reason. It was only 3-0 against Barmy Nick. Could have been about seven. I, I just I don't know if I've seen Reese James playing a back three yeah. as the main defender. If anything, I would have tried to push him into the midfield. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, this is all out attack. We're not playing defense on my squad. Is, really. is Reese James not wasted at, at right center back? Yeah, this yeah. is... This is maximum return, man. The only reason I'd say no is because Nick said his outside center backs are going to apparently be crossing the ball, which means they're (laughs) going to be getting up the pitch, which means he'll have one, maybe two defenders back at all times. See, what happened was uh, I'm going to move N'Golo Conte way back into a center back role when they they go. He just drops into the He's just going to drop. <laughs> All so right. I have a very versatile team. They can do a lot of different things. Well, who is it? Except defend. 
Reese yeah. James and Millie Bright were the the two that were in all of our lineups. Aaron Cuthbert uh, as well. Aaron Cuthbert Bob as well. Bobacic as well. Oh no! Oh mm-hmm. no! Nope. Yeah. Conte. Nor Conte. All right. All attack. I've I've been Golo on my squad. I don't have him in mine. Exactly. Bethany Crazy England. People. Oh, I don't. No, because you didn't yeah. have it. That's right. See, so I think that's interesting. Then, so you've got Cuthbert, Reese James, and Millie Bright as the three players who made it into all of our squads. That's super interesting. Um, man, oh man. Well, I think we should put this challenge out to our listeners. To work on some graphics. We want to see who you put in uh, in your combined eleven, and this is the best game to play. Because you always win. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, th- this will wrap it up. Olivia, again, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for playing games with us and sharing your stories. It's been a blast. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully we do it again. Hopefully when, it all, when it's all back and up and running, we can we can be talking about what happens on the pitch. Exactly. We'll let you put your fan hat on and, and uh, get emotional <laughs> with us like we do every week. <laughs> where, where can people find your work outside of this wonderful podcast? It's really difficult because the work I do obviously doesn't broadcast unless it's Chelsea, mm. which obviously everyone can watch here. But um, you can't, we're not like a TV channel effectively. So any work I do at work, it goes out on most of the big TV channels in that country. So whether it be DAZN in Canada, whether it be Supersport in South Africa. Um, so whatever the big TV, whatever the big sports channel in your country, wherever you're listening from, um, that is where you'll find me. <laughs> so NBC Sports for us. NBC in Sports, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll put links in the description as well. Uh, Nick and Dan, always a pleasure having you on, hanging out with us in, in quarantine, as we call it here. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up. Again, thanks, Joe's fans, for hanging out with us. Another week of no football, trying to fill the void a little bit with some fun and some lighthearted Chelsea chat. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up. Make sure you listen to all three parts this week. And until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.